0: On this edition of the Iowa Business Report...
1: Most businesses that we encounter want to do the right thing, but a lot of times they just don't know what the right thing is to do.
0: From hazardous waste to air and water quality, the regulations a business has to follow can be complicated. An upcoming workshop will help make it clear. A White House official says new government numbers show their plan for the economy is working. And in our business profile, a reminder that if you want local folks to patronize your business, you need to patronize theirs. This is the Iowa Business Report for the first weekend of December 2022. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. The Iowa Strategic Goals Program will hold a workshop this coming Thursday, December 8th at the Courtyard by Marriott in Ankeny. Sessions run from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. One of the sponsors is the Iowa Waste Reduction Center, a Cedar Falls-based entity where Dan Nicky serves as Associate Director.
1: In conjunction and partnership with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources Pollution Prevention Program, and Region 7 EPA, the Iowa Waste Reduction Center hosts two times a year an Iowa Strategic Goals Program workshop. It's a one-day event. We do it twice a year, and we're really happy about this one because this is the first in-person workshop we're doing again since COVID. We've been holding these workshops for, I think, like 15 years, but during COVID, we took off and did webinars, and this is the first year we're back in person because I think that in-person relationships really good at a workshop. So we're doing it in person in Ankeny. And basically the idea of the workshops, it's called the Strategic Goals Program Workshop. The idea is to provide relevant information to Iowa individuals that are regulated by EPA or DNR to get them information to make it easier to comply with existing regulations and also reduce their environmental footprint.
0: So who should be attending this workshop? And again, as you know, what a wonderful thing to actually be back in person so that you've got the interchange with other individuals and the collegiality, but who should be in attendance?
1: Mainly who should be in attendance is any individual, mainly a business that has to deal with EPA or DNR regulations or a consultant that helps businesses comply with these regulations Then also possibly city, county officials, and other government officials.
2: It
0: occurs to me that when you have certain things that are, I'll say, heavily regulated, that's not passing judgment on the propriety of the regulation, but you do have these rules that need to be followed. I imagine it can potentially scare people off, and this is a good opportunity to make the topic approachable, it would seem.
1: Yes. The nice thing about this is it gives the individual an opportunity to ask questions to DNR officials or EPA, ask questions without having to worry about to give their name or anything like that, and to get information to make it easier for them to comply with these regulations and also reduce their environmental footprint. It gives an opportunity to actually meet the individuals that are basically regulating their businesses and provide them information.
0: How is it that this consortium of sponsors came together?
1: I think it basically comes down to relationship building. We've had a long interaction with the Department of Natural Resources and EPA. They'd rather do business assistance than business enforcement. And this is their way of doing business assistance. And all three of us come together twice a year to come up with the agenda and to put on this workshop. And the idea here is just to help Iowa businesses.
0: And it is far better to proactively talk about how to do things because it provides a better result. First of all, it meets the goals from an environmental standpoint. But again, it's far better than enforcement because you want to be aspirational in having a positive change as opposed to a negative that then forces someone to comply.
1: Yes, most definitely. You know, I've known officials down at DNR and EPA for over 25 years. And that's their opinion, too. They'd much rather do client assistance. And these workshops provide a direct venue for the regulated entities to communicate to the businesses and help them comply with the regulations so they don't have to get into that enforcement situation.
0: Do you find that as time has gone on, I'll just say the last decade, 15 years, etc. do you find businesses having even more of an open mind toward this? In other words, we have regulations, obviously. They need to follow regulations. But is there more of a spirit of acceptance and a proactive sense of wanting to do the right thing in this way?
1: Yes. Most businesses that we encounter want to do the right thing. But a lot of times, they just don't know what the right thing is to do. So that's why we're here. That's the idea of the workshops, is to provide the businesses the information they need so they can comply. The workshops provide the businesses the opportunity to actually be proactive and comply with the rules and get the information. They know that they're required to do it by law. So yes, most businesses are proactive and want to comply. And also there's a lot of internal policies within the businesses to make them happen to comply. There are industry standards that state that they have to comply with all applicable environmental rules and regulation. So it's just not EPA and the government saying you have to comply with these. It's industry standards that are available to also encourage the businesses to comply.
0: It has been a while since we have talked for the radio. Remind folks what the general purpose and mission of the Iowa Waste Reduction Center is.
1: The Iowa Waste Reduction Center is located at the University of Northern Iowa. And we help Iowa small businesses comply with environmental rules, regulations, and generally reduce their environmental footprint. We work mainly with small businesses, but our partners within these workshops help all size businesses. So we all come together to put on these workshops, and we feel that these workshops are direct relationship to our mission. So it's a perfect
3: match.
0: And if people are interested in getting more information or registering for the workshop in Ankeny on December 8th. best way to do that is how?
1: The best way to do that is real simple, iwrc.org. You can find out about the Iowa Waste Reduction Center and you can also register
0: for the workshop. Dan Nicky, Associate Director of the Iowa Waste Reduction Center, online at iwrc.org. We connected via Zoom on Thursday, December 1st. IWRC, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency Region 7, and the Iowa Department of Natural Resources are partnering with the Iowa Strategic Goals Program to sponsor the event next Thursday, December 8th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Courtyard by Marriott in Ankeny. Still to come, numbers trending positively, and later, helping local businesses thrive. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Imagine a fully restored 1971 VW bus. Now imagine yourself behind the wheel.
2: Wow, movie ride, man.
0: It's the Camp Courageous 50th anniversary raffle, and someone will drive off in that classic VW bus. Go to CampCourageous.org to learn more about purchasing a ticket, raffle ticket information, and more at CampCourageous.org. That's really far out, dude. <coughs> The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. The Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics issued some revised numbers on Wednesday of this past week. Numbers which Dr. Jared Bernstein of the White House Council of Economic Advisors says shows the administration is on the right track.
3: We learned that the uh, gross domestic product, GDP, that's the broadest measure of the uh, economy's well-being, uh, grew at a rate of just a tick under 3% in the uh, third quarter. That's very solid growth. And that was fueled by consumer spending, which happens to be about 70% of the economy. So if we've got consumers with a strong job market at their back, by the way, the unemployment rate in Iowa is below 3%, so a remarkably tight labor market, uh, as well as business investment. That's another good sign for uh, more lasting growth. Those were the two factors most responsible for that 2.9% growth rate in, in third quarter GDP. We also have the, the gas price down, which, uh, again, in Iowa, the average gas price, three twenty two a gallon. That's down $0.14 cents over the past week, about $0.30 cents over the past month. Those are actually uh, big declines if you compare them to other states. Uh, so we're seeing movement in the right direction. Nobody's claiming we're out of the woods yet. We've still got uh, more to go, especially on inflation. But, but you're not going to get to where you need to go if you're not moving in the right direction, and we are solidly moving in that right direction.
0: Well, there's certainly no doubt you can't make up all the ground at one time, to be sure. What are some things that you think we may see, given that so far it sounds like a robust holiday shopping season, both in stores and online the last week?
3: Yeah, it's a great point, uh, both uh, Cyber Monday and uh, uh, Black Friday, but also uh, I found uh, that um on Thanksgiving, a bunch of people went shopping. We hadn't seen that much before. Uh, so the, those shopping days keep kind of backing up. I don't know about you, but I was busy cooking mashed potatoes, but uh, a lot of people were out shopping. And, it's, it's again, it's a strong consumer, and that means uh, a robust American economy. And behind that, of course, is, uh, is, is the labor market. Most people, yeah, we talk about the stock market every five minutes. I get it. Most people get their income from their paychecks. And uh, particularly in a state like Iowa, one of the uh, about 16 states with unemployment at 3% or below, which I consider remarkably low unemployment, and that's something I've studied my my whole career, uh, that kind of a tailwind is making a real difference right now to uh, to our retail and our consumer sectors.
0: And yet we continue to hear, everything you said is accurate, but we continue to hear that businesses would expand even more if they could find the workers. Is this something that is limited to one sector of the economy, one geographic area, or what?
3: I don't think it's precisely
0: limited.
3: I think you'll hear those kinds of claims across sectors. But I think it's becoming more of a service sector uh, issue than a good sector. Now, we have had strong growth in manufacturing, both durable and non-durable manufacturing jobs are up well over seven hundred thousand. That's practically a renaissance in a in a sector that the the president views as extremely important to not just America's uh, productivity and its research and development, both of which are disproportionately strong in the manufacturing sector. Uh, but it's a it, it's an area of good jobs, often good union jobs. Uh, but in the services, as people. Um, uh, are able to go out more, shop more, engage more in-person services, that's where we're seeing some real strong labor demand and supply not always as, as aligned as we'd like it. So we need to see more labor supply. By the way, one way we can do that is uh, by helping people afford childcare, uh, especially moms. So accessible, uh,
0: affordable child care is a piece of that puzzle. Let me ask you finally, in our remaining moments, gas prices are down. From the point earlier this year when the uh, invasion of Ukraine took place, still quite a bit higher than January of 2021. What's the philosophy and the game plan to drop those prices further going forward?
3: Well, first of all, let me just point out something that just occurred to me a few hours ago when I was uh, going over some of those numbers, which you just uh, blew past because probably you've been uh, following. Sounds like you've been following this closely too. Which is that, nationally speaking, the uh, the gas price is now down a few cents below where it was when Putin invaded uh, Russia. Uh, when Putin invaded Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, we saw a real spike in the price then, and we're very happy to see that price down around three forty-nine or so nationally. As I said, three thirty a gallon in Iowa, and that's some real breathing room. Now, you ask the right question: Can we expect this trend to continue? Look, it's tough to look around that corner. Energy prices are always hard to predict. I'd say they're even harder now. But we think there's some momentum. Uh, We think that the uh, uh, president's release of oil from the strategic reserves, uh, that was a rolling release that uh, is is still uh, helpful to global oil markets. Uh, Right now, uh, we've been working with our European allies to try to put a cap on Russian oil on the price of Russian oil. the idea there is to keep that oil on the market but deprive Putin of extra revenues from it. So he can sell his oil, but he has to sell into this price cap. And, of course, uh, we've been working on that with our allies. Uh, The president has also been pushing on uh, oil companies and refineries that are enjoying very high profit margins uh, to pass some of those gains along to uh, the American consumer to complement our efforts to give people a bit more breathing room at the pump and you know he's been quite strong in suggesting great for you that you're highly profitable. You've had some, you had some lean years back there a decade ago, uh,
0: but now's a great time to share some of those gains with the uh, American consumer. Dr. Bernstein, always a privilege. Thank you for the time, sir. We'll talk again. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Dr. Jared Bernstein of the White House Council of Economic Advisors, and I spoke just after the data was released last Wednesday. Coming up, succeeding in business because of relationships. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. Through special arrangement with the publisher, TotallyIowa.com is now able to offer two of my books at a special holiday discount. Making Waves, the people and places of Iowa broadcasting, and one week in June, the Iowa floods of 2008, are now available at a fraction of their original cost. Buy both and save even more. Other great keepsakes are available, too, by going to TotallyIowa.com. That's TotallyIowa.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review their latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. In this week's business profile, we'll introduce you to Eric Van Kirkhove, owner of Allegra Marketing Print Mail, based in Cedar Rapids. The company is involved in all aspects of printing and marketing, and as I learned when we met recently, the industry has changed quite a bit in terms of technology, supply chain issues, and the need for local businesses to work together.
2: My company, Allegra Print Mail Signs here in Cedar Rapids, we serve busy business professionals and entrepreneurs through uh, marketing. And think about anything that you can put ink on or color on, so apparel, promotional items, printed material, direct mail, signs, vehicles, and so on. That's who we help. That whole aspect of marketing has changed because of technology, has it not? Because it seems to
0: me that 15 and 20 years ago when you were talking about printing items, putting it on merchandise, the different material that you might print, it was a lot more limited
2: than what technology and skill allows today. Absolutely. The growth on technology for Inkjet has opened up many more avenues to, to brand different items, again, from vehicles to banners and then apparel. So how many employees do you have within your Cedar Rapids operation? We have 18 employees.
0: That's a pretty good-sized operation. Have you found that your staffing size has been
2: somewhat constant over the last few years, or are you on a plan of growth trajectory? Over the past few years, our staffing level has been pretty consistent. I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, pandemic. We survived that. We've come out on the other side uh, looking pretty good, and we're focused on growth. So currently 18, but yes, we want to grow.
0: I'm guessing much of the source material that you use for printing, some of it may be available here, some of it may not. But it, it certainly does help when you're able potentially to say to me as a customer that, this
2: is just a homegrown operation in a variety of ways. Well, there's a lot of opportunity in working with a local provider versus a, a national or even a foreign provider, uh, specifically paper. Paper right now is really difficult to consistently get a hold of. So when you have a local provider who truly is more than just a vendor, they're your partner, they're your neighbor, they're your community member, they're going to go the extra mile and help you find that resource that you need that raw material to put into your manufacturing process and deliver to your customer.
0: Do you find a lot of people, especially these days, I know we hear broadly about made in the USA, but I've always been a
2: fan of made in Iowa. Do you find that there's some good homegrown uh, loyalty that way? Iowa, especially eastern Iowa in this region, is really easy to buy local. It's fun. They're your community members. And you know if something isn't right, these people have made a promise to you. And our culture is to keep that promise. So fix it, make it right. And that's what we do. I might run into you at a coffee shop and you don't want an awkward conversation. <laughs> no, I'd rather avoid those. I suppose, Eric,
0: sometimes there are people who are suspicious of that, like they are a new business. And, and so they come to see you and it's like, okay, what are they going to put the pinch on me for? But the bottom line is, everybody's in it together, and the local area doesn't thrive unless everyone does thrive.
2: That's absolutely right, and it illustrates the importance of a metro economic alliance, for example, being able to bring people together and put together in one place a resource for local entrepreneurs to find other like-minded entrepreneurs and build that community like you described. With
0: regard to your business, in particular, you mentioned sometimes it's very hard to get paper these days. I know that's something that that I have run into with print projects of my own. Books are being delayed, etc., because they're just not able to get materials. Are there other things that it has been a little more difficult to get that had you not made relationships with
2: vendors, you might yourself be out on the outside? Sure. Along the lines of paper, uh, we also use vinyl for signs. And uh, using Local resources as opposed to an online resource means that they'll dig a little bit deeper for us than maybe that person working on the other side of a computer in California who doesn't know me, doesn't care, and is not going to see me at the supermarket. It's no skin off of their teeth. However, if I work with the guy locally and I need some help, what ultimately is going to happen is I'm going to be able to deliver to my customer. They're going to pay my bill. I'm going to pay his bill. And hopefully I'll get more business from that customer and I'll be spending more money with that vendor who went the extra mile for me. It truly is cyclical in that way
0: and you cannot expect a business to receive business unless they are also, again, shopping locally to use an overused
2: phrase. Absolutely. And I think it's key too to shop and, and patronize the vendors that are working with you. you. know, Work with the businesses that work with you.
0: Eric Van Kirkhove, owner of Allegra Marketing Print Mail in Cedar Rapids. Learn more at allegramarketingprint.com and search for the Cedar Rapids location. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. We're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week.